also now might not be a bad time to talk about uh, Ness wants to start running a pod. I yeah. do. Yeah. Running his own show? Oh, pit, pitch it to us. I forced yeah. it on him. Yeah, elevator pitch. Yeah, pretend we're the dragons or the sharks. Sell me this podcast. Maybe we should have had the chat before bringing this up because I, you know, I don't really know all the information. <laughs> <laughs> I should say it this way. It's Josh's idea. Uh, thinks Ness should, Ness should run one. <laughs> he doesn't fill Ness in on any of it. <laughs> oh, no, no, I filled him in. He just forgot. Mm. I'm sure you filled him in, yeah. So, so Ness, what's the, what's the storyline like? Is it horror and gore? Is it... A little bit of intrigue, a little bit of mystere. It's sexy and Mexican. <laughs> sexy Mexi, we'll call it. Count me the fuck in. <laughs> oh my god. Are you thinking medieval? Are you thinking fantasy? Are you thinking modern? What are you thinking for this Mexican sex podcast? I'm thinking I'm thinking modern, you know? Maybe the Mexicans that you guys will play, the evil lord will be Donald Trump, eh? <laughs> we have to we have to break into the United States. Modern El, El Del Nino, yeah, you know I think that would be that'd be good. <laughs> and you could fight mini bosses like Clinton and <laughs> W. Yeah, Fuck Trump's wall. So wait, this Mexican thing was actually the thing? Or no, is this what no, we're going no. on here? Okay, good. No, no, we're running with it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Dice D20. My name is Noah, Dungeon Master, and I am joined here by our players. We have Gragrock, the Metal Destroyer. Gragrock, how's it going, my friend? I'm also stone and wooden. Okay. I'm okay. all three. Don't generalize me just to one hard surface. Yeah, okay. Don't be racist. Stone, metal, and wood destroyer, the Warforged Weapons Master. How's it going? That's right, baby. I do it all. Okay. <laughs> do you? Do you cast magic? No. <laughs> <laughs> then you don't do it all. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need magic. You don't need magic. No. Magic's I just, I just add magic, but I don't need it. Mm. But magic would be the cherry on top, you know what I mean? Just like you're going yeah. out fighting with sword and all of a sudden it's like, bop, fireball. Mm. So so in a way, Dabbledob is your cherry on top. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. He's the side cherry. Speaking of the cherry on top, we are also joined by Dabbledob. Dab it, the <laughs> No. <laughs> The gnome wizard, the the peanut butter to Greg Rock's jelly. How's it going, my friend? Absolutely great. Yeah, absolutely great. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't know. I I, I feel like this episode is mm-hmm. going to be uh, a kick-ass one. I feel it. I like that excitement. That's yeah. awesome. We're also joined by Tyson McKay, the planeswalker extraordinaire. Tyson, how is it going, my planeswalking dude? That's fine. You know, I think this episode's going to be a mediocre. <laughs> Just fine episode. <laughs> okay, well, I appreciate the candor. Yeah, I appreciate way to, way the, to get the fans hyped for that. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I was trying to get them going, and you just fucking crushed them. And that's how we work. We're a duo. You know, you and me, classic Dabble Dob and Tyson. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Okay, okay. Alrighty. We are also joined by Fievel Mazentrov, the Rat Attack. Fievel, how is it going, my most folk friend? It is going good. I'm ready to kick this big bat's ass, and I think we should get right to it. Okay, fantastic. Well, I appreciate the sentiment. We will get right to it. Who would like to give us a recap of last episode for a toasty one grand of experience points? All I know is that bat ain't fucking dead and it's about to. So, there's your recap. Let's go. <laughs> 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 
I appreciate that recap, yeah. though it was a little bit brief. Is there any way that you could expand upon it? I could, but I'm eager to get back into it. I feel like this is just, <laughs> just reasons not to do the recap. Yeah, no. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I have a question. Is it a bat? It's it's like a bat. It's it's mutated like everything uh, okay. else. I thought it was a dragon, but if it was a dragon, we're in a bit of a fucking stickier situation. <laughs> I thought we were in a sticky situation already, but no, dude, we snuck out. If we, there's no way that we could sneak up like we did to a dragon. You're right. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, <laughs> bats are stupid. Dragons <laughs> are smart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. you have it, <laughs> That's a recap. <laughs> okay, fantastic. All right, well, thank you very much for the recap, Double Dub. You're absolutely not getting it. <laughs> you know what? That. I didn't deserve it, nor do I want it, so... <laughs> okay, fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, if you recall correctly, our heroes had trekked to the top of Tol Grand, uh, the rock island in the Cobalt Isles. They had gone into underground caverns, hiking their way up the stone staircases, experiencing a little bit of treachery along the way from some large winged bats that prowled on all fours, leapt from the ceilings and attacked them. However, upon climbing further and further up the stairs, the bats seemed a little bit less concerned with them as they did with the large flying insects which were kind of mulling around the cave systems. They got to the top and found themselves in a Beyblade-like arena, as they called oh, yes. it, which was very large, about 200 feet across, with a large black stone swirled carvings upon the stone, and these uh, this, this overhang, which is found over 180 degrees in circumference, on the other side of the arena. Underneath that overhang was the large dragon bat-like creature that our players are referencing now, it is huge in its size, possibly larger, with these massive, hard, rock-like wings. These insect-like legs, which, upon waking, it used to claw itself into the ground to keep from flying away in the battering winds. It has a humanoid skeletal face with these large bat-like ears, a long, thick, and heavy roping tail with spikes at the end of it, which it also used to slam down into the ground, anchoring itself upon its position. Our players had kind of trekked over to the, the large creature, had all attacked it simultaneously, dealing damage uh, one after the other, which now brings us to combat. We had rolled initiatives, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. right, and had begun our assault. You know what? Give yourself a toasty 1500 experience for <laughs> that, because that was great. You, uh, you killed it. <laughs> you, you killed it. What level are you, Noah? Yeah. Um... Great question. No idea. He's over 9,000. <laughs> yeah, over 9,000. I, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Actually, 500 experience points to Greg Rock the Destroyer for the Dragon Ball Z reference. I appreciate <laughs> the fuck yeah. out of it. And now we get started with our initiatives, unless anyone has any questions, comments, or concerns. Many concerns, but none that are out of the ordinary for this situation. The monster's still asleep, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, dead sleep. Yeah, well, did, did not wait to 240 damage. Oh, good. All right, let's hit it again. <laughs> okay, we are going to get started with the top of our initiative roll. The creature lets out a horrifying shriek and piercing scream. Okay, it is now Gragrock the Destroyer's turn. Gragrock, you were at the top of the initiative rolls with your, your high initiative, and then, of course, obviously your high amount of adage on top of that roll. What is it that you would like to do? Said, shut up and start hitting it. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Can you roll me your attack rolls, please? 
Okay, so that first one's a miss, also. <laughs> oh, and that's a nat 20. There we go. We're making up for it. Okay, so with a nat- natural 20 slime, your magical battle axe cleaves deeply into the creature's skull, lopping off one of its very large ears. Oh, yeah, baby. Nice. Okay. Creature will be at disadvantage for perception checks using hearing, which is what it primarily uses. Grab the ear. <laughs> yeah. Can you roll me your damage, please? I sure can. Yeah. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> that is typically what comes after a hit here. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. Okay, that is fifteen damage. Mm-hmm. And then that'd be the end of my turn, so should we roll slime and see if it fifteen doubled? Yeah, so currently doubled, yeah. currently it has two slime points. Plus the one So three. That I hit before, yeah. Slime points. So okay. it has to be to six. So okay. It's double, yeah. Fantastic. It is going to roll a d20. It's got a 12, so okay. it does indeed beat the, the slime yeah. roll. And that 15 was doubled because of the nat 20, right? Well, did you already double it? No. Oh, you didn't. So 30 damage. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you feel free to, to double it yourself, <laughs> right? I assume that you uh, you rolled like a 7 and you doubled it or an 8 and you doubled it. <laughs> no, okay. No, no, Fantastic. No, no, no. Uh, would you like to move at all or are you going to s- stay in your position? Am I in the way of... Attacks from other people. We were all kind of like semi-circled around correct, it, correct? Right? Yes. Yeah, so I feel like that's fine. I'll stay there. Good stuff. We are now on to Dabble Dop, Dop It. Dabble Dop, what is it that you would like to do? So just so I have my uh, facts straight, I rolled a net 20, so I'm going to pull out some big guns. Okay, sounds um, good. This is for all you viewers out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Prismatic spray. Prismatic spray. So, spray all uh, over them. What that is, I'm going to roll a d8, and then depending on that, it depends what kind of damage or what it does. So one, I'm doing red, which is fire damage, and it has to roll a dex save. Okay, so the creature is going to roll a dexterity saving throw against Dabblenob's spell save. With a natural one, it absolutely fails the dexterity wow. saving absolutely. throw. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so the target's going to take 10d6 fire damage. 10d6 fire damage, okay, yes, sir. Okay, go ahead and, and roll it for me. If you need some d6s, obviously you can sneak some from the rest of the crew. It's kind of cool because you get, you get to choose. Not really choose, but it's kind of randomized what kind of ray it does, right? Uh, so that'll be 30 fire. Okay. So the creature is going to take 30 fire damage from the prismatic spray as red rays of light flash from Dabbledob's hand. Anything else that you'd like to do on your turn, Dabbledob? Um, because I have another turn, correct? With my nat 20? Or not? Yeah, okay. Let's, uh, I, yeah, God, there's so many options, you know? Let's do, uh... Give it a kiss. A little smoochy smooch. Let's do sunbeam. So that'll be a constitution save. Okay, so the large flying horror is going to roll a constitution saving throw. It has a 15 plus its con. It is going to be rocking a 19 on this bad boy. Yeah, he's uh, he's got me, but uh, he'll still take half. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that'll be 20. Fantastic, mm-hmm. thank you very much. I do appreciate it. I'm we going to misty step back. Okay, 30 feet? Yeah. Okay. Where did he go? Which way did he go? Which way did he go? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dabbledob has done some pretty awesome damage with Prismatic Spray. Following that, he, uh, the spell that you used for the Constitution Saving Throw? Sunbeam. Sunbeam, gotcha. Yeah, sunbeam. And then a Sunbeam followed by a Misty Step backwards out of range of the Flying Horror. We are now on to Amara. Amara is going to extend her hand and let loose blue rays of light, which shine towards the creature. She's more so towards the tail end with Fievel uh, and Tyson and Dabbledob were kind of centerfold. She is going to make an attack roll with a natural 20. She is going to deal double oh damage to the critter. God. 
I'm glad we didn't kill her now. <laughs> I'm not. She deals, she deals 41 damage total. Okay? It's about time you pull your weight. <laughs> oh my god. Her hand slowly turns towards Fiona. <laughs> kidding, kidding, obviously. I join in. <laughs> Okay. 64 wolves. Is... <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> it is now the creature's turn. It is going to turn its horrifying face towards Gragrock the Destroyer and use oh. a frightening screech. Gragrock, you're going to need to roll me a wisdom saving throw, as is everyone else, including... No, excluding Dabbledob, because you, you missed these up 30 feet backwards. <gasps> So just outside of the frightening screech range. Yeah. Question, because Fievel and I did it earlier. Mm-hmm. Do we still have to do it, or are we immune? We're the... immune for 24 hours, so... Yeah, that might be still under 24 is hours. It, is it scary, or it's wisdom. Is it loud? No, but what's the, the effect? It's being frightened. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I can't be scared or traumatized, so... You feel the need to vomit. Yeah, so it does, it does nothing. <laughs> okay, so you're immune to being frightened. Amara's roll exceeded the wisdom saving throw, so the frightening screech has no effect on any of our travellers. Um, wow. So I don't, I don't want to throw Fievo under the bus, but I'm just, from my own knowledge, mm-hmm. no, because he failed last time, mm-hmm. is it still that 24-hour effect? He's no, throwing me under the bus. successful or the effect ends, oh, for okay. it, then they're immune for the gotcha. next 24 hours. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that is not it for the flying horror. It is going to uncurl its tail and whip itself around lightning fast with its tail arcing and flying with these spiked thorns at the end of this club. It's going to attempt to strike everyone except for Dabbledob because Dabbledob is just a little bit outside of the range. Glass cannon, baby. (laughs) A natural 20 for Gragrock plus its to hit is going to be 27 overall. Oh. (laughs) Damn. Uh, It's going to be a 21 total for Tyson McKay. Yeah, that might hit. A 22 total for Fievel. And Amara is going to miraculously leap out of the way with a natural one from the creature's attack roll. That bitch. It would have been fine with any of those other rolls. (laughs) 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 The one roll that could have got me. So, Gragrock, you're going to take 21, 2, 3, 4, 5. You're going to take 25 bludgeoning damage. I feel nothing. As well as... 25 emotional damage. 17 psychic damage. Psychic. Psychic. <laughs> Do you have psychic damage? Mm-hmm. Like you, you take half from bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing, correct? Or do you take half from a creature that you can see? No. Oh, shit! I forgot to mention. You're supposed to roll a disadvantage. Give <laughs> 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 it, goof. Yeah. Well, you fucked up. That's okay. Damage. I can wear the damage. <laughs> uh, I can wear the damage. It's fine. Okay. You still roll it. Oh, yeah. All right, we are on to Tyson McKay. Tyson, you're going to take 16, 23, 28 bludgeoning damage. I can't handle it. <laughs> you're also going to take 5, 10 psychic damage. Oh, math is hard. Mm-hmm. 10, 8, 79, You're going to take 18, 37 bludgeoning damage. You're going to take 9, 14, like 18 psychic damage. <laughs> need a calculator, please. (laughs) 
Okay, the creature lets out yet another horrifying screech, this time a rather a sonorous battle cry as opposed to a, uh, an actual attack move. Then we are moving things along to Tyson McKay. Tyson, you've just been bludgeoned pretty severely by this creature's tail whip attack. It tosses you slightly, moving you around as if you were nothing more than a small doll compared to this large creature. Uh, what is it that you like to do now? Planes walk out of there. God, I gotta, I gotta run. Grab <laughs> <laughs> onto me. Okay. Just dipping. Uh, are you planes walking? <laughs> nah, I, I won't leave them, but listen, if I get one more hit, I might have to leave you. <laughs> <laughs> I expect nothing uh, less. <laughs> looks like it's just me and you, baby. <laughs> oh, it always is, baby. <laughs> so did I get flung? We're the real, real hero. No, so it, it didn't batter you around, but no, you are crouching slash standing, right? You just you t- you took a fair amount of damage to your side. Okay, well, I'm going to move back. I think Dabble and I were already like, I don't know, 20 feet away from it when we cast, right? I'm like that. We were further away than yeah, we were right. further away, but gotcha. I misty stepped as well, so yeah. So I'm gonna move back okay. to where Dabble is. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! Can you move like but a I'm little gonna... away from me? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tyson gets right beside Dabble Dob Dop it. Uh, at this point, I, I say I miss you. Okay, so the winds are still blowing very loudly, so you're gonna need to say it a little bit louder if you want Dabble Dob to hear you. I miss you. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fantastic. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Tyson McKay? Oh, baby, is there? Yeah, I'm gonna fireball him. Okay, fantastic. He's gonna roll a dexterity saving throw. Sure is. With a 17 plus his dexterity, which is... <laughs> yeah, so he has a 20, 23. Yeah, we're gonna give that a pass. And uh, <laughs> so he takes half damage. Let's see. He takes 19 damage. Okay, fantastic. And anything else that you'd like to do on your turn? Say something else to Dabbledob, maybe? Or or just express a sentiment? Nah, nah, he's not responding to my advances, so I'm going to leave it, <laughs> as most people should, you know? Okay, uh, yeah, a little bit of uh, dating advice from Tyson McKay. <laughs> a new segment on the pod, if you will. And we are on to Fievel Mausentrov. Fievel, what is it that you'd like to do on your turn, my friend? You know, I've always been a team player, and... Uh... <laughs> Because of this. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Is no one else gonna challenge that? Roll deception. <sighs> I would just... I don't care to answer that, you know? <laughs> wow. He can think whatever he wants. Fievel, everyone who knows me knows I'm a team player. I absolutely am selfless. I care about everyone more than myself. Sure um, do. I know. Everyone's just alarmed that Fievel's gonna pull another team player move, and I, I get it. It's tough. You know, he's killing us. <laughs> I turn around. <laughs> and that's season three. <laughs> no, I'm going to cast Mass Cure Wounds on uh, on me and my friends. Wow. Mass Cure Wounds from Fievel Mazentrov. Does that mean, what, what kind of healing are we seeing take place here for each player? We're looking at 3d8 plus your spellcasting modifier. All right, so uh, Fievel, if you could roll us 3d8 and add your spellcasting modifier, everyone's going to gain some health back. Everyone takes uh, 19 health back. Wow. Yeah. What do we say, guys? Thank, Thank you. Three of. <laughs> no, I'm Fiable. You know it. All right, Baxter. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, that's, I guess I'll, uh, ah, no, I'm okay. I won't move back. 
Okay. You're just gonna keep taking. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. We are back to the top of the initiative roll with Gragrock the Destroyer. Gragrock, what is it that you would like to do? You are no longer near the head of the creature, but rather near its side as it whipped its tail around. It is now forward facing out towards the uh, the open, expansive arena, as opposed to you know being facing you. Get back here, you bitch. <laughs> okay, you can say that if you want to. <laughs> I'll just yell it into the ear that's on the ground. Get back here, bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, they'll be interacting with the ear, so that would be your action. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm just yelling at it. I'm not picking it up. You mm. know, like, yeah. So I'm at a, I'm at a side. Is there like a leg or something I can go for? Yes, correct. Great. Yeah, let's take take down a leg. Okay, the most forward facing leg. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Throw its balance off. I okay. get a little wobbly. Can you roll me your attack rolls, please? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, that one is a twelve. That is a miss, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, that one's an 18. Okay. Uh, so the 18 barely strikes, and your axe uh, slams into the creature's... barely, man. It hits. Okay. <laughs> your axe carves into the hard rock-like leg of the flying horror. Okay, you can now deal your damage, please. Yeah, eat shit. Okay, that is 15 damage. Fantastic. All right, thank you very much for the another damage. slime point if you want to roll that bad boy again. I would love to. So now he has to beat an eight. An eight. Yeah, because he, he had, to, roll, he four had four to beat a six yeah. last time, so now it's four slime points and it's doubled, right? Okay, so he has an 18 total. Bitch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You're going to get it eventually, you, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right, uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Greg Rock. We're now on to Dabbledob. Dop it, Dabbledob. What is it that you would like to do? Freezing Sphere. And he has to roll a constitution save, and I'm also going to... It's an evocation, so I'm going to save my friends from it, you know? Gotcha. Okay, so that will be a not nat 20 for the saving throw. A not nat 20? Correct. Okay, so it takes half. Good job, Dabble Dab. Thank you. 15, and one more. You don't get to pick the one that's higher, but <laughs> he's got two d six. Either five or six. He said that's what do you want? He rolled the two of them three times and then looked at the last two. And he was choosing the higher one. <laughs> five or six. Right now. I'll go with the Okay, twenty seven. I went with the five. All right, twenty seven damage. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Is he dead? No, How he's he not. Hurting? He's not dead. Is he hurting? Uh, is he emotionally unstable? It's a, uh, roll me a perception check to see if he's emotionally unstable. I have a cap. 15 Doesn't plus 4. 2, Doesn't 17. <laughs> Doesn't seem emotionally unstable. Son of a bitch. Okay. Uh, we are now on to Amara's turn. Amara is going to point her hand upwards and towards the creature's face and let loose a blue, almost spear-like projectile from her magic from her hand. So there's going to be an attack roll for her. Unfortunately, uh, with her attack roll, it is a sore miss as the shaft embeds itself in the rock above the creature's head. So she is unable to strike it. Classic. Does the rock look like it's going to fall on the head? Okay. Is it chipping away? Is it falling down? No, it does not look like the rocks are (laughs) chipping or falling down. The creature is going to make a frenzy of attacks. First, it is going to use its large rock piercing-like arms. It's going to use both of them to smash down into the rock towards Gragrock the Destroyer, trying to actually break off parts of your body or just like actually pierce you into the ground. Oh my god. Disadvantage. So the first attack is a miss. Not 20 and... 1724. That's a miss. Okay. Let's go, baby. It has one more of its arm attacks, which is going to use 
16 plus 7, so yeah, 23. So a miss on that one as well. The creature is going to screech again, but to no effect this time as everyone has succeeded uh, its previous frightening screeches. Yeah, I told it to shut up. I'm not afraid of you. All right, uh, which means we are moving things along to Tyson McKay. Tyson, what is it that you would like to do? Fuck it, let's do immolation again. Or, no, I did disintegration, but let's start doing immolation. <laughs> okay, fantastic. The creature's going to be rolling a dexterity saving throw? Correct. Fantastic. Tyson McKay, that is a 10 overall, so I'm assuming a fail. Oh, hell yes. That takes 28, and it's on fire. <laughs> and, uh, fantastic. Tyson McKay, upon receiving the damage from immolation, the creature screeches its legs splaying to the sides before it collapses down to the ground, letting out one last last gasp from its foul mouth. The creature dies. The flying horror dies atop Whoa. the whole ground. I think the horror is going to use sunbeam on that bitch. <laughs> where's, where's the beetle? Guys, it's not over. Where's the beetle? <laughs> oh shit, the beetle. God damn it, I still haven't learned dark magic. As the essence of the flying horror leaves its body and the creature dies, the winds abate, slowing to a breeze, and then finally to silence. And Wait. to sorry? I didn't I just I didn't realize it was dying, but if it target goes to zero hit points, it turns to ashes. Okay, fantastic. The flying horror turns to ashes, and in the last bits of gentle breeze. The ashes fly into the air and disperse. So beautiful. Wow. So beautiful. Okay. Tear drops down my face. Okay, so Tyson McKay, stricken by the sight of beauty of the flying horror, turning to ash and then flying away in the breeze or, or being blown away in the breeze, all of our heroes are each going to gain 5,500 experience points. That's it? I'm sorry. <laughs> but, like, that was, like, 300 and some hit points. Correct. There's four. There's four of you. No, I understand. You understand how XP is. Yeah, divided. no, I understand. But yeah. Jesus Christ, like were its attacks overwhelming? Were you that scared at any point for your life? Double dub. I no, think no, you no, took no. zero damage. No, I took I'm zero damage. I, t- I, I took uh, took zero damage, but like I punch him in the arm. Fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Tyson McKay's gonna punch Dabbled Up in the arm. Can I get a, an attack roll, please? Uh, nine. <laughs> I'm gonna go with a miss on that, most likely. Blight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, not really, but yeah, I'm kidding. But Sunbeam. <laughs> sunbeam, you want Sunbeam? I'll show you Sunbeam. <laughs> okay, fantastic. The winds have abated completely. The skies above opening up. And there is sunlight filtering down atop toll ground for the first time, and it is uncertain to you guys how long it has been. Years on years. The stone in the middle of the arena is thrumming with energy, and you can almost feel its presence close to you. What is it that our heroes would like to do? If you able to touch it again, that worked. You know, it, it drew the beast last time. Mm, that's true. I'm gonna, can, I, can I search around the area? Just take a stroll. Gander. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will also search around the area <laughs> with Dabble Dub. Sorry, let me I'll search faster. <laughs> okay, check. So, okay, so my, my apologies. So we're all, well, Fievel started to say something, and now you guys are all searching around the area? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. You guys well, going to no, take 20 in looking, I thought yeah, he was we're looking take at the rock, and we were looking around. Are you looking around. at the rock, or are you looking around? Around. Okay, fantastic. So Dabble Dub and Gregory are looking around, and Tyson, are you looking at the, the rock, or are you looking around the area as well? No, no, I've already got my... Moon piece, that's Fievel's. I'm gonna look around. Okay, fantastic. Fievel, what is it that you would like to do while your compatriots are looking for magical items? I will touch the rock once more. 
So, Fievel, where are you going to touch the rock? Preferably where the hand mark is, yeah. Okay. So, Fievel, you approach the large black stone, placing your furry paw into the larger-than-your-own-hand-print-sized concave print in the stone. The stone begins to thrum with energy as it did before. This time, there's no ill effect of a, of a large flying horror noticing your presence. There's the two. Stone- <laughs> the stone thrums. Sixty-four wolves. <laughs> Light emanates from the carvings upon the stone, and the stone slowly, as your hand and, and as you can feel your hand pushing into the stone, begins to shrink in size until eventually the stone, first ebbing outwards and then shrinking down, ebbing again and shrinking down, so it kind of thrums and pulsates. The stone eventually reaches the size of kind of like a softball, or just a little bit larger than that, about eight inches in its diameter entirely. Whoa. We used to use these balls this size to play uh, Ramuski ball back in the Ramuski tribe. What a game it was. <laughs> Fevel, you, you, you can't just add Ramuski to any sentence and expect <laughs> that to be a game or something that you used to partake in. <laughs> you don't know my culture. Can you explain to- no, no, no. <laughs> right, I don't. <laughs> Can you explain to the audience what Ramuski ball is, please? Absolutely. We'll let them so decide whether or not this is something <laughs> flippant. <laughs> it's like it's like baseball, but the difference is there's pits dug in the ground everywhere. Mainly in the tracks that you actually have to run in, so it's a lot of jumping, and if you fail, then you're mentally tortured for days, sometimes weeks. So it's a, it's a real incentive to make those jumps. You're allowed to do steroids. Yes. And okay, and in Ramuski Ball, you guys are using stones to throw at each other? Absolutely. Or human heads, you know, whatever we can find <laughs> laying on the road. <laughs> okay. On the um, road. Yeah, plus 150 experience points for Ramuski Ball <laughs> and the terrible description of it. Um, congratulations, heroes. You have now received the second artifact upon the Cobalt Isles. You have the pieces of the Shattered Moon as well as the piece of rock which was used to shatter it, to break it. Only one key remains to enter Tol Angband, and so with that, I leave it up to you guys. What is it that you would like to do? We didn't find anything on our search. So the area here is entirely made of stones. There's no ground to dig through with four furious paws. There's nothing nothing to to break (laughs) open. There's no chests of any kind. However, over by the nest of the Flying Horror, you do notice that there are many different bones lying around, some of them of the bat-like creatures which live below. Others, however, of individuals, potentially humanoids. It's hard to tell. There are longer bones, and the, the long bones, like the femurs and the tibias, appear to be larger than that of like a, a human, like Tyson McKay. If there were any packs or any kind of uh, actual like woven textile materials, they've long since disintegrated or weathered away. There is two items of particular interest. One is a small metal box. It is nearly six inches in diameter and appears to be locked. Okay, so by an intricate lock. There is metal filigree on the outside of it, so it looks like it has been worked. The second item appears to be a small dagger, like a like a carving blade. I sprint for who's, both. Who's, who finds these? Yeah. Yeah. Who finds them? You can each roll me a d20. Nice. Let's go. Eighteen. <laughs> uh, Fuck. Just just a straight score. Just a straight score. Fourteen. Five. <laughs> okay, so Davidov, you find nothing. Tyson McKay, you find the small metal box, and Gragrock the Destroyer, you find the carving knife. Cute. Nice. <laughs> I really need Can it. I? Anything special about this knife, or just, just a carving knife? Let me touch it. I'll, I'll, I'll feel the essence. Let him touch the tip. You using identifier, or using a spell to do that? No, I just want to touch it. Okay, so you touch it. 
and wow. and it appears to be just an expertly crafted carving knife. Ah. <laughs> I shake my box. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Christmas. <laughs> Tyson McKay, you shake the box. Uh, you do, do hear a clicking sound inside as if a solid object is clicking against the lid of the box, but it does not rattle or move very much. It appears that whatever's clicking is kind of seated in place. Mm. Can I like? Can I try and open it? Or you, you said it's locked, but can I try yeah, so you attempt to open the box, but it will not yield. Okay, well, uh... Ragrock, use your weapon. <laughs> no key around, I can see. You do not find a key, no. Where is the closest body I found it to? So piles of bones at this point, Tyson McKay. Not not real bodies, per se. Some scraps mm. of and fragments of clothing. But you can rummage around there and try and find a key if you so choose. No, no, I just want to see the closest dead thing. Yeah, the the bones are really scattered here, my friend. It's not like it's uh it's very tangible as to as to which individual it belonged to. It just looks like a lot of at one point living creatures. Their bones now kind of amalgamated into piles. How how old are these bones? Can I perception check that? Yeah, sure. Upon touching some of the bones, looking at them, some crumble in your hand. Others appear relatively recent, uh, but they all have gnaw marks of the horror's teeth in them. Wild question here: Would I be able to resurrect any? Of the bodies? Yeah. Can you uh-huh. describe resurrection for our listeners? And from there, I think we'll let the, the team and myself determine whether or not that's reasonable. Okay, so you touch a dead creature that has been dead for no more than a century, that didn't die of old age, and isn't undead. If its soul is free and willing, the target returns to life with all its hit points. And the spell neutralizes any poisons and cures normal diseases affecting the creature when it died. It doesn't, however, remove magical diseases, curses, and the like, if such effects aren't removed prior to the spe- casting of the spell. Blah, blah, blah. Other stuff after the cast. <laughs> so. Okay, so so then here, here's the thing. You could, but it's hard to determine which bones are which. So you could touch a bone, attempt to resurrect something. It could be over 100 years of age. It could be mm-hmm. under. So there's the yeah. first caveat. And then in addition to that, it has to be willing. And some of these bones are undoubtedly, you know, bones of some of the flying creatures below the bats right so you know it could end up not being a sentient creature that you you want it to be true okay we're gonna leave it mm, gotcha yeah i yes. might want to use it on more of a sure thing yeah sounds like there's no doubt like rogar <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we've been over this <laughs> okay fantastic adventures heroes what would you like to do well we need to head to the the uh, the last island to the last tv's so, I kind of want to go back to that box. That rock that we picked up, mm-hmm. it broke a piece of that moon. Mm-hmm. So, if you tap that box with that rock, would the box not just shatter? That's a great question. You can try. Okay, cool. You'd like to. Do it. It's my box. You have to explain, explain you, it to me. Role play. <laughs> do you not want to find out what the fuck's in that role, box? Role play, dabble dub. I want to hear you say it. Okay, here we go. Fievel has the rock. I'm going to go up to him and grab it. <laughs> you want me to role play? Here we go. It's in Fievel's hands right now, so you want to take it from his hands. Yes. I'd be like, can I have? Okay, so you're asking, you're asking, you're not just taking it, you're asking for yeah, it. Yeah, so ro- role play for us. Uh, Fievel, that's a nice rock you have there. Um, can I touch it? Can I feel it in my hand? Absolutely. And I pat him with all other three hands on his head, and I hand him the little rock. Actually, you know what? I say, go along, son. I, <laughs> go along. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just passed No, out. I'm not going long, dude. <laughs> <laughs> go 
Because what happens if it does have like the shattering effect on things? It just explodes, it collapses the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's not try that. Uh, so can I have the rock, please? You can. Yeah, I think yeah, he said he passed it over to you. So you now have the rock that shattered the moon. Okay, cool. And uh, your boy Tyson has the chest, the mini little thing, right? He does. I'm going to go up to him. Hey, Tyson, can I uh, have your little box? I want to just oh. try something out real quick. What? <laughs> what? This if is unbelievable. If I've never shatter him with this offended. I just want to see if I can open it. You want in my box? Look, depending <laughs> what's in there and how valuable it is to each and every one of us, we got to open it. We got to see what's in there. Okay, but I get to keep whatever's in there. Depending how valuable no it deal. is to each and every one of us. Dabbledob, I need you to shake on this. I shake on it. Nice, nice. Okay. okay. I hold the box in front of him, and then I, I motion for him to crack it, or whatever he's going to okay. do. Okay. You, you want to hold it while I do this? Yeah, I'll hold my box. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so, with the rock stone, I'm going to just, like, just gently tap the box on the very top. Okay, so you tap the box with the stone that shattered the moon. There's obviously the sound of the, the stone tapping upon the metal, but the box does not open or yield. Should I hit it harder? <laughs> I didn't have a lot of faith in this plan to be Harder! Yeah, I'm going to smack it harder. Uh, you're going to smack it harder? Yeah. The top of the box? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you smack the top of the box harder, denting the top of the metal. We're almost there. So it's locked by this, like... By what? Like, what is locking it in place? By, by a, a metal lock upon the box. It's not like a like a padlock on the box, but rather there's a, a lock mechanism. It is a keyhole. A keyhole. Yes, mm. correct. Thank you very much, Gregory. Plus yeah. 100 experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I try tapping it on there? I'm going I'm to tap it on there. Why don't you try picking the lock? None of us are thieves. Well, I'm going to do that. <laughs> what happens? Go, go gadget. Lock page finger. <laughs> so you're going to try and tap or um, smash or break the lock? Just, just tap, tap it. it. Okay, so you tap the locking me- mechanism. The box still does not yield. I don't think I don't think these things are connected, dude. Hey, I, I, don't, I, don't care if they're, I don't care if they're connected. I'm just wondering if I can just, like, break it open. Yeah, I, I don't think it's happening. Well, I'll find another way. What if I rub it? Say, oh, dear genie. No. <laughs> I was going to say, this isn't a fucking genie lamp, you doofus. <laughs> okay, so Tyson McKay begins to rub the box and say, come out, genie, but no genie opens or arises from the box. Okay, guys, I've, I've determined that it's not a genie. Congratulations, so you've got as far as I've gotten. <laughs> I'm going to go to Amara and say, you want to start heading down this mountain? <laughs> you know what? Rag rock, chill for a second. We just killed a monster. <laughs> and I want to kill another. Yeah, but I need to nap. A right, quick nap on top of the mountain. Where is the next place? Just uh, FYI. It's the next island over. It's just a, just a hop and a skip. What's it called? <laughs> <laughs> the, the third island, the last one. The one we haven't been to. Come on, Elvish boy. <laughs> <laughs> Is he an elf? Don't no, you he's not. dare speak to me like that. No, but he, he was able to read it. What? what <laughs> there was a bit 
It was Rogar's bit. Don't talk to him like that. <laughs> no, he said it when he had that assistant. The assistant was like, do you even know what kind of beast we're fighting? Are you even experienced this? Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> what was his name? Yeah, because he said his name. Is <laughs> yeah, it was his, uh, his initiate. <laughs> so we need to go to the Tear Island. Okay, cool. The Teardrop cool. Island. What's it? What's it called? The Teardrop Island. Don't gotcha. know the Don't know the Elvish. <laughs> There's Toll Ador, Toll Grand, Toll. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> that's, it. that's all I got. Okay. Well, at least I know where we're going. True. So fuck the Elvish. We just need to know where we're going. What the hell has the Elvish got to do with this? Your boy. The DM wants to know the Elvish slang. I was just oh. wondering if you knew it. If you don't know it, it's fine. All I know is that we need to go to the, uh, <laughs> the island of the Teardrop. Teardrop Island. Gotcha. Okay, so you guys are heading to the Teardrop Island. Is there anything that you would like to do currently? Are we going to take a quick nap in maybe the, the hidden part of the cave? Or yeah. That's up to you. Like, I, like, I, I just don't want to go to the next one and get in a fight. Glass cannon, baby. I gotta, I gotta keep the cannon up, not just the glass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, last time Fievel and I ran away. So you're gonna run happen. away again? So get those wolves out, Fievel. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fantastic. So our team, I think, is. Sorry, go ahead. Before we nap, um, so you said the winds died down and everything, and the sun was shining. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just like go look outside, see the view. Yeah, so I mean, the, there's large, tall stone walls around this crater atop Toll Grand. Mm-hmm. So you could try and scale those walls. Or I could fly up too, because the wind isn't bad anymore. Or you could fly up using fly, it's up to you. And we're going to the itty bitty top. Okay, fantastic. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, Dabbledob and Gregory. You're going to cast fly on Gregory. Yeah, and I'm going to get on him. Okay, fantastic. And you're flying to the top of Toll Grand. Yeah, we're just going to go, we're going to go up and take a look at the. So you fly out of the crater atop Toll Grand, and you are now at the very tippy-top, the peak of the mountain. The clouds above Toll Grand Island have dissipated, and the sunlight is shining upon your metal, stone, and wood body, as well as Dabbledob's gnome face. At the top here, there is a gentle breeze, and sometimes more blustering winds, which which intermittently blow from either side. But yes, you, you can see all of the islands, aside from the uh, supposed Iron Prison Island, which is currently, you do not see, in the middle of the islands, where it was suggested to be upon the maps. That's just what, water? Correct. Mm, a little Atlantis action, a little underwater type of shit. Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like fucking Titanic scene. I like it. I, yeah. can, I, can, I can just imagine the view. It's quite beautiful. It is quite beautiful, yes. But nothing, like, on the itty-bitty top? <laughs> we can see the other island that we need to go to? Yes, correct. You can see Tol Nirnaeth, or the Island of Sorrows, or Lamentation. Yeah. Or Lamination. Lamination. <laughs> as your boy dabbled up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Math is hard for you guys, Which... words are hard for me. <laughs> Which direction is it? Do, do what? So it is in an easterly direction from mm. Tolgrant. Do east. <laughs> do east. <laughs> well, while they're up there... Can I turn to Fievel and say, hey, maybe now that the winds have died down, Chomper can come join? That little ferret? <laughs> no, no, he's a drake. 
Yeah, what a what a splendid idea, Tyson, and I pat him on the head. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna start patting everyone on the head. All right, <laughs> call Chomper up. Okay, I'm so uh, glad so, I found a carving knife. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> so, Fievel, your your telepathy with Chomper, you engage it, and you are able to uh, to first of all feel what he feels, uh, know what he thinks, and vice versa. He is currently flying over top of Tol Adar, the Father Island above the jungles and the trees. He's currently slaughtering a village. Oh, oh, you're back? Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> can't believe you caught me doing this. I uh, promised I wouldn't slaughter anymore. <laughs> no no villages to slaughter upon the Cobalt Isles, but nonetheless, uh, Fievel, when you engage your telepathic link with Chomper, you're now able to speak with him as you would any of your companions who are right alongside you. Whoa, whoa. Awesome. He, he can't talk in my head. Right, but as if he were just speaking verbally to you guys. Nope, not the same. Okay, it's not the same, but it's similar in the ease in which he can do it. No, absolutely not. I do not accept. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gragrock doesn't accept it, but nonetheless, it is what's happening. I kill Gragrock. <laughs> you can try, buddy. Torture him until he accepts. How do you torture a Warforged? Um, you take a screwdriver and <laughs> not by not <laughs> you just go for it oh, oh it's cute you think that was put together by nuts and bolts buddy what if that was your downfall it was a screwdriver hey get in line <laughs> no 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 sir I'll do what you said well, I think he's been with you for so long now without threatening him with with easy to find tools pulls out a little Swiss army knife with the one little screwdriver attachment yeah let's go okay my latest so Fiamma would you like to communicate with Chomper or, or tell him to to you know fly this way or what would you like to do yeah, say so, uh, meet us on the top of the mountain. The winds should be, oh, they should be much lighter, so you should actually be able to get up here. Okay. We're, we're safe, so you know what? Just just take your time and soar those airs. So there's no verbal response uh, from the telepathic link, but you do feel the what? acknowledgement that... <laughs> what? <laughs> Straight up offended. emanating acknowledgement and acceptance at your request. And so 15 minutes later, Chomper lands atop Tolgrond up on the arena walls of the crater atop the mountain. He is huge in size, so uh, the massive red-scale drake lands... Both heads looking to Fievel and the rest of the crew. He does not see the remnants or remains of the flying horror that was there, but upon inhaling deeply, he expresses to you, Fievel, that he smells the wretched thing that once lived here. Oh, you should have seen it. It was quite ugly as well. Why'd you put it to... No, Tyson put it to ashes, right? Yes. Yeah, that could have been a nice little snacky snack. I didn't know it was dying. Who would want a snack on that? (laughs) Yo, Drake? You know, why not? (laughs) No, there are some meats that you don't want to eat, right? Yeah. Like, it's like rotten flesh in Minecraft, man. You don't want to eat that. <laughs> you don't want to eat <laughs> it makes you sad. Plus 200 experience points for the Minecraft rotten flesh reference. You like that, eh? <laughs> okay, fantastic. What is it that the team would like to do? See, take a nap. Yeah, just take, take your nap. Okay, so how long of a rest would you like to take? A short rest or a long rest? 64 days. <laughs> One for each wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm good with a short. That's all I need. Short rest. Okay, so two to three hours. So after three hours of resting, you may each roll your hit dice if you choose so and regain any spell slots if you can indeed regain them after a short rest. When you look at me for spell slots, you're just throwing it in my face, aren't you? 
You bastard. I was looking from member of the team to member of the team. I happened to look at you during the spell slot section. My apologies. Didn't want to trigger you. <laughs> you triggered him, you okay. jackass. Okay. All right. I stare at Gregory. Where are your spells? <laughs> this should be the new bit. My like, spells are bad. Things are going mad. Like, Gregory Cass, goddammit. <laughs> Why are you Use holding your dark back? Magic. <laughs> My dark magic is just being too hard to hit. Okay, fantastic. How is that racist? And what is it that you guys would like to do? So, we all can't hop on your boy Chomper, eh? That's a no-go. But we can all hop on our boy Greg. Yeah. Forever the mule of the group. Because <laughs> you don't... Alright, everybody grab a limb, let's go. <laughs> grab a limb! He's just flying like... <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like that one dad at the park that's got four kids hanging on. <laughs> like, run, Hating dad! Life. It's like, you can't run. Four of you on me. <laughs> You've thought about this a lot. Yeah, you really know how to paint a picture, eh? <laughs> I watched a lot of Daddy Daycare. Eddie Murphy. Sorry, you've watched a lot of it? Yeah, you haven't watched movies multiple times because they're funny? How many times would you say you've watched Daddy Daycare? <laughs> oh, it's, it's an old movie, probably like seven times. Seven times? Oh my years. god. You've watched Daddy Daycare seven times. Yeah, I haven't watched two nearly as much. Yeah, okay. Maybe two or three times. <laughs> so overall, you've spent over ten times watching the Daddy Daycare franchise, two hours a pop. You spent over twenty hours of Daddy Daycare. Probably like an hour and a half. Okay, so an hour and a half. Yeah. So you spent fifteen hours watching Daddy Daycare. <laughs> Eddie Murphy's funny. Don't care. That's, that's most of it. Yeah, you'll never get back. <laughs> Whatever. I think he spent a lot more time watching a lot worse things. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I many hours he spent watching porn? Countless. <laughs> ten seconds a piece. But I mean, like ten, ten seconds a piece. <laughs> well, Ty- Tyson raises yeah. a good point. Like, what you watching like six minutes of porn each time? Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he watches the storyline. Minutes of porn. Each hour-long time. episodes. <laughs> I don't think that pipe's ever going to get cleaned. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> He's not going to clean the pool doing that. <laughs> oh, no, there's no money for pizza. What are we going to do? <laughs> well, that's just not, not economical. This is just sloppy writing. He <laughs> has more pizzas to deliver. <laughs> no tip for you. Oh, she got the tip. Don't worry. No, no, no. <laughs> so we've taken our nap. Yeah, and, what, what uh, we we're... Yeah, nap's done. I think we're moving on now. Yeah, you two uh, fly on Chomper, and I got my own Drake over here. We're good. Your name's Drake. <laughs> nice <voice cracking>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tyson. I do have to request if you're gonna if you're gonna rattle some of the team, you gotta you gotta do it with a D four. <laughs> you can't crack. Your name's Tony. <laughs> I can crack all I want. Oh man, yeah, that's that's boogie. I don't care what the other two fucks are doing. We're flying, baby. Zamara. There's room for her on... Correct, yeah. yeah. Chopper can carry three adequately. It just comes down to... I mean, Dowdub wouldn't be a stretch either, but it's just you. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Chunkers. <laughs> Chunkers. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Let's see if it sticks. Oh, <laughs> the, the team is flying... Chunkers cast magic. <laughs> All right, so the team is flying off of the top of Tolgrand and eastward towards, towards Tol near Naeth or the Island of Lamentation, or Tears. Anything that you would like to do upon soaring in the sky? Or we're just going to head towards the island? Barrel rolls, maybe? I don't know. Sing a melody. <laughs> Enjoy the view. Take Enjoy the view. In. Take it all in. Barrel rolling. And Tyson McKay said you're singing a melody. What kind of mm-hmm. song are we singing? Nobody knows the trouble. 
Nice. West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of little ditties there. Okay, fantastic. So Dyson All of the is above. singing in the breeze. Fievel, you are sitting atop Chomper, and you are at the front of the group here. Anything that you would like to do on your flight, or you just kind of resting and relaxing? I mean, it's like weird weather patterns and death clouded shit. Like, let's just take a gander in the distance and see what's coming up, I guess. Okay, fantastic. Can you roll me a perception check for Toll near Naith? Let's go with a nine. Okay, so, Fievel Mazentrov, Toll near Naith in distance does not appear to be covered by dark clouds or intense weather patterns, but rather it appears that the quelling of the monster atop Toll Grand has made things relatively calmer above the sea when it comes to the Cobalt Isles. Toll near Naith is smaller than the other islands, nearly a quarter of the size of Toll Adar, less than half the size of Toll Grand, and just a tad bit smaller than the Crescent Isle. It is the smallest of the four larger islands, and the island does not have any growth or any kind of forestry or really any mountains atop it. It sits very low to the sea level. It appears to be made almost entirely of stone, and there appears to be nothing atop the island of any significance or interest. But that's what you can see from your distance. Uh, you're quite far away, both up in the air and away from the, the mountain. Or the, the island, rather. It's covered in a thin plastic coating like Grandma's couch. The island of lamination. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how you're going to tie that in, but plus 100 experience points. <laughs> I almost took away experience points. Yeah, I feel like it'd be a lot harder to gain experience points than Tyson McKay's game. <laughs> Minus 100, I have the power. Um, <laughs> to be almost entirely Beyblade references for that kid to go to that XP. Okay, what is it that the team would like to do? Uh, I want to find a nice little resting spot. Plummet to the earth. <laughs> okay, so Gradrock, you begin your descent towards Tol near Naith, and Fievel, Chomper, are you guys going to follow their descent? Yeah, yeah, we'll stay as a group. Fantastic, okay. Um, what kind That's of height first. above the island would you like to keep? None, I'm landing. Okay. Oh. So uh, you, you land upon the edge of Tol near Naith, the island does have sections of shoreline. Other sections of it are just bluffs, rock that is uh, is overhanging above the ocean, which sprays up onto the sides of this smaller rock island. The island of tears, or lamentation, atop the actual island itself has barnacles and other types of uh, invertebrate organisms which have clung to the rock surface. And it appears that with tides, the section that you're standing on might actually be submerged at certain parts of the day. You're not actually certain. Mm. Does any of it look like a point of interest, like like the crater or the uh, atop windy the mountain? mountain? Yeah, as you flew closer, there does not appear to be a, uh, a point of interest on top of the island, so, so nothing atop it like a crater or a well or anything along those lines. Mm. Time to start erupting Earth. Where <laughs> um, is it? So we landed. Yes. And where are the other two? Three. Well, Fievel, would you and Chomper like to land, or would you like to stay above the island or circle it? What is it that you would like to do? Let's do a big circle, and then we'll meet back to where they landed. Okay. Um, yes. Before you go, and you won't know this, so you can do what you want, but I would like to speak with you before you do a little... <laughs> speak with like, me or speak with Fievel? Fievel. Like Fievel? You can yell okay. it out into the air that you'd like to speak with Fievel. Well, you can try. 
Yeah, I don't like trying. Just <laughs> <laughs> plus hundred experience points for I don't like trying. Yeah, I mean, you want to speak with the guy? Maybe maybe signal him. Wave yeah, him I'll give something. him. A, I'll give him a little wave and see if he sees it. Wave like a, little, a little wave, like little I wave back. Here. here, boy. No, no, I'm not waving like hello. I'm waving like come down. Yeah, I'm waving like hello though. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> waving like come down. So, <laughs> okay, uh, Fievel Tromper, his ominous, like loud male voice thunders in your head as he says, "The small one wishes to speak with us." Oh God, small people. Am I right? <laughs> I will crush you. <laughs> All right, I say we'll uh, we'll go see what he wants. Let's uh, let's land real quick. Okay, so Chomper's large wings emit gusts of wind as he lands. The clacking and uh, the ripping of his of his claws kind of actually dig into parts of the stone and chip away at it as he lands and folds his wings to his sides. The members of the team may dismount or stay upon the drake. It's up to you guys. Uh, you you uh, can stay on. This is only going to be a quick chat. Oh, okay. What are we having for dinner? <laughs> no, this is not. Um, so we're to Burger King after this? Or? <laughs> so, Fievel, I want you to scope the island out, but as your boy Noah said, there's no real point of interest. But look for, like, a, a shimmering light or something like that. Ooh, shimmering that's, light. That's, that's where we need to go. Would the light be a certain color? All I know is it's a shimmering light, so look for that. All right, roger that. We'll be back in a bit. Who's, who's staying on the party train? Peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs> <laughs> so Amara looks at you, Fievel. She says, I will stay. Great. Stay on? Oh, oh she wow. likes a company of murderers over the company of saviors. I see. I see. Wow, wow, what a nice guy post from Greg Rock. I don't get why girls are into bad boys. <laughs> don't they see that I'm right for them? Wow. Um, um, as, uh, <laughs> as they say, three's a crowd, but uh, good thing Chomper's here, so there's four of us. I'm staying. <laughs> Four's a party. Okay, Fiala, what is it that you and Chomper would like to do? Yeah, let's just go and make a tour of the island and look for any shimmering lights or anything that would be of interest. Okay, fantastic. All right, so Chomper leaps into the air, wings unfurling and catching the wind, and begins to circle the island. As you circle around the southern part of the island and the western part, much of this appears to be bluffs, so no actual sand or uh, shoreline. But as you get to the northern side of the island, black and darker sands appear to have a much more gradual slope into the water as opposed to the, the cliff-like bluffs of Tol Nirnaeth. And as you get to the northeastern section of the island, so pointing almost towards Tol Adar, as you can view across the sea, there appears to be a series of jagged rocks which exit the water, and there appears to be a flow of water into what appears to be some sort of tunnel. Ah, uh, we must go there. That's what I would mm. call a point of interest. But, you know. Dabbledob said, look for a light. There's a light. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> you find absolutely nothing. <laughs> no the lights. island of sorrows, man. Tears, waters flowing oh, in that direction. I begin Whoa. to cry. Only makes sense. Maybe if we all cry, that's what gives us the last yeah. piece. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I try to hold up. Yeah, yeah. them all to start crying. You literally only have to say one thing: Rogar's dead. Okay, what is it that the team would like to do? 
All right, we'll circle back, relay relay the information, and tell them that we. Do you not want to investigate it a little more? Get lower, you, me? you know, see what, what it's like. Sucked in. Oh my god! Can I hop off and levitate down to the ground? Oh. Can you hop off and levitate to the ground, Tyson McKay? Yes, you can. Uh, wow. You are now upon the sandy shores. Around you, these large, <laughs> uh, these large jagged rocks surround the entrance to a narrow shafted tunnel with ocean spray and water splashing against these rocks and the flow of water kind of moving in and then seeping back out of the tunnel. Okay, I shoot a fireball up in the air, or firebolt up in the air to signal the, where We're I am. under attack! Okay. <laughs> Not at feeble. <laughs> okay, so how far does firebolt, what is the range of firebolt? When will it dissipate? How many hundreds of... 120 feet. Okay, so 120 feet in the air, a firebolt erupts. It is daytime, so a little bit less effective at signaling during the day. But what is the passive perception of our heroes? High, very high. <laughs> okay, I need very, a number, goddammit. Yeah, I would need a number, but that's fine. It's very high for Gragrock, which we're just going to take at face value. Gragrock, you notice the firebolt which erupts into the sky. You're damn right I do. I've seen fireworks before. I can't see that high, so... Yeah, your vision also, as an old gnome, is probably not the best. The fact that you don't wear spectacles is alarming. Don't need them. Don't need them. The only threat is right in front of me, not above. Gregory? I just point him in the the direction, and he just casts. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what is it that you would like to do? Head for it. I'm going to pick up Dabbledob and run over there. Okay. How Uh, far far away is that? Afternoon. How far away in terms of time? It's about 20 minutes to, to oh, walk 20 there. Minutes. Oh, okay. To He's walk busy. there? Yeah. yeah, I'm running. So we'll be there in two minutes. I'm fast. <laughs> so after nearly 12 minutes, Gragrock and his He's good friend... He's me. <laughs> after eight minutes, Gragrock Better. and... <laughs> Gragrock and Dabbledob Doppet appear on the shoreline with Tyson McKay. Fievel, are you and Amara, as well as Chomper, still in the air? Or have you landed on the shore uh, by this time? Uh, we'll land now, yeah. Fantastic. Our heroes have now seen and discovered the entranceway beneath Tol Nirnaeth. You will each gain 400 experience points for accomplishing this feat. And what is it that the team would like to do? Enter. Um, you want me to put my arcane eye in there first? I mean, if you want. Yeah. If we're going in either way. Yeah, but maybe just to be, like, slightly prepared. You don't like the surprise? I don't live for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then go for it. Arcane eye it is. Okay, so Dabbledob is going to conjure an arcane eye. This ethereal eye is going to travel at your discretion. So what is it that you would like to do, Dabbledob? Uh, enter the cave. So Dabbledob's eyes are milky and clouded over, now seeing through his arcane eye as opposed to what is immediately around him. The eye travels forward and towards the cave entrance. It appears that this cave is no more than 15 feet wide at the mouth of the cave and gets narrower to a width of about 10 or 12 feet. It is quite dark almost immediately as you lose all sunlight. However, within about 40 feet of entering the cavern, small bits of bioluminescent organisms or growth appear on the walls of the cavern in these light blue and duller pink or vibrant pink shades. So it's not like it's like bright, vibrant pink, but rather just like a more a more dull pink that is still still lit up. Uh, like sour worms that lost all their sour. 
So it's bad. Plus oh. hundred experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, man. Um, the deeper you go, you notice that there is also uh, tealish or greenish bioluminescence as well. How and far am I from the, at this point? You're nearly eighty feet into the cavern. Oh, okay, that's not that far. Okay, it is still this narrow tunnel, but eventually it begins to widen first to twelve feet, then to fifteen, and the winding path yields these tuber-like growths. They are most certainly orangish and brightish yellow in terms of the color that they give off. And I'm not seeing like any other exits. No, it's it's a just single path. Okay. Correct. Is this underwater? No. So, uh, Dabbledob, you can look down with the eye, and you'll see that you're in about four feet at its deepest. There are some pools of water that are deeper. And down into these pools that are deeper in this water path, you notice that there is, like, these bright, swirling patterns of these bioluminescent organisms. You can even see some crabs in the bottom of these pools, small eel-like snakes that are vibrant and red in terms of their coloration as they flit from place to place, picking off bioluminescence off of the, the walls of these shallower pools. You're going to have to carry me. I'll drown in four feet of water. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there is parts that are shallower, like a foot of water. It's just these pools are, are intermittent. It's fine. He's not affected by any terrain. And if I need to move water, then I will do so. But as of right now, I haven't hit anything. After nearly 300 feet of this winding pathway... It opens up into an expansive cavern that is massive, and you imagine, uh, given what you can see, uh, encompasses almost the, in- the entirety of the interior of Tol Nirnaeth. There are large stone columns that are made of natural rock, which erupt from the base of the cavern all the way to the ceiling, and around these you see large mushroom-like growths that are brighter in terms of the pink, especially at their nucleus, and grow outwards to have a darker kind of frill and rim. These grow like discuses off of these larger pillars. In addition to that, there are stalks of those yellow and vibrant orange tubers, as well as smaller green and blue vibrant mushrooms underneath their caps, which emits most of the light. There are small flying insects that are quite vibrant in their colors as well, mostly blues and yellows. And upon walk, uh, well, not walking, but sending your eye in further, there are again these streams of rivers and pools which kind of flow in different directions. Some spots of land, or rock rather, with these growths uh, emerging from the water at certain points. And it, it's, it's flowing in, correct? It flows in and then it gently flows back out like a swell. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Now that you're this far into it, the water, uh, it appears, does not flow back out of the, the cavern quite easily. But at the mouth, that's what it's doing. Okay. Yeah, so water gently gets added into into this uh, this mm-hmm. cave system. One creature that you can see, which l- looks quite interesting in terms of its morphology, is almost like a larger iguana or lizard-like creature. It is nearly four feet in length, and it sits atop one of the large, kind of more solid mushrooms. Its throat is engorged, and it has these glowing lights in its throat. You can see small insects and moths flying around it, and eventually it, it snaps out and grabs one of the, the moths which are attracted to the light of its throat. And then you can see the, the small moth light moving around inside of its throat, nice. gathering more nice. moths to it. Jagras. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Plus 700 experience points for Jagras. Yes. You could Jagras, have the one Jagras I, the doesn't one even I have the say. light. Yeah. Doesn't have the light. It's, still a, it's, it's a Monster Hunter reference. No, I was gonna, I'm no gonna. that wasn't cool. <laughs> You're not cool. Not 700 yeah. worthy, man. <laughs> If Jagger's actually had the light, then yeah, 700, 250 max. Okay, so Dabble upset about people getting some experience points for yeah. this. I'm still ahead of you, but yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> you move past these large columns to what appears to be the epicenter of all of this bioluminescent growth and natural life in Tolnernaith. And there's quite a wide pool, nearly 50 feet across, these pillars growing around it. This pool is vibrant light cerulean blue in terms of the glow that it gives off. And in front of you, the only, the only unnatural bit in all of this is steps down into the water. Hmm. And I'm not seeing, like, shimmering light. There's shimmering light everywhere. Ah. Oh my cool. god. Where did the shimmering light start? Where did the bioluminescent light start? Like, almost 50, 40 feet into the cave system. No, 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 but I mean, like, okay, so the bioluminescent light, that's fine, but, like, I mean, like... You haven't noticed any shimmering magical Like, light. just, yeah, like, different light besides... No, the there's an overwhelming amount of light. Purples... Blues, greens, oranges, yellows, okay. whites. There's light everywhere. Okay. Yeah, just keep touring. Okay, so around this vibrant cerulean pool, you find the same sorts of creatures that you found elsewhere. There appears to be other types of lizards in the cave as well. These ones smaller than the iguana that you found previously, and they fly from pillar to pillar, expanding their wings and kind of floating from section to section. There are no birds that you see inside this cave system, but rather many different vibrant insects, beetles, with various hues of light on their shells. What are you laughing about? <laughs> the kid's trying to turn me on. God. Okay, can we focus on with each other? We are focused on... on God, we're just trying to keep lights. our relationship young. We just want to kill something. After 300 years, you gotta... You gotta, flick you gotta spice it up, okay? <laughs> What are you guys doing tonight? Uh, we're keeping our relationship young. We're going to play some footsie under the D&D table. Can you please? <laughs> please. <laughs> Fantastic. So now, aside from the deepest of the pools, that one at nearly the epicenter of Tol Nirnaith, yeah, you just find this vibrant underwater uh, or subterranean ecosystem. All right, can I go to that deepest one and like look down it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you look down it, and it appears to go down hundreds of feet. You're not sure. Cool. Can the arcane eye go in water or not? Yeah, it can go in water. Let's go. Okay, fantastic. (laughs) Um, All around the descent down, you see these orbs of light. They are hung from pads, which are at the top of the cerulean pool. These glowing balls of light where schools of small fish, uh, none of them more than half an inch to an inch in their length, but swimming these large schools, they're vibrant silvers with streaks of yellow, surround these balls of light, and they pick at small algae and growth and organisms on the blue balls. The blue balls. <laughs> Got you. Some of the balls glow blue. Some of them glow with slightly different colors. Uh, as you continue to descend, you see similar creatures to what Fievel actually discovered outside on your very first steps at the, the Cobalt Isles. These larger eel-like creatures with larger jaws swimming at a depth of about 100 feet. Sometimes they swim upwards and try and grab at the large schools of fish, but then they return back down to their depths after they were either successful or unsuccessful in their catches. Heading down further and further, there is still light, though there is less of it, still these orbs which hang at various sections, until eventually you reach the bottom of the cerulean pool. Here, there is a black piece of stone, a podium of sorts, with a bowl that has three bright, shimmering, diamond-like crystals within it. There's one large orb which hangs over top of this black basin, and aside from that, there are corals which litter the ground, and it seems as though this expands horizontally in many different directions, with large tunnels heading different directions out to sea. And this is all underwater. Correct. And the light is pretty much gone? 
No, there are still large large orbs of light, just more spaces of darkness. Oh, okay. Right? There's less vibrant bioluminescent light. There's more of these large orbs. One, in fact, which hangs uh, almost literally right above, about 10 feet above, and sways in underwater currents, which seem to come from these large caverns, which head in different directions, presumably out to sea. And at the top of this hole that we're in, Mm -hmm. there wasn't any, like, other entrances or exits, like, like I'm seeing down here? Correct. Okay. All right, let's go kill Nessie. How many exits is there where I am right now? You can see three large ones. One heading in a northern direction, the other two, one is southeast, and the other one is southwest, but more westerly. Okay, let's go north. Okay, so (laughs) you use your eye and head northward down this tunnel. There are small bits of bioluminescence here, but after traveling nearly 400 feet, you find yourself at a subterranean mouth of a section of the island which is kind of erupting from the sea floor. So there is a, a large cavern hole, and outwards you see the darkness of the ocean surrounding the island. And the darkness of your heart. Does it keep... <laughs> Does it keep going? Or is that, yeah, it's now open, it. open, open ocean. Okay, uh, go back in okay. and uh, hit southwest one. Both other directions head outwards towards the ocean, and eventually you find yourself on the, the island shelf at the mouth of, a, of the cave heading outwards towards the ocean. Okay, let's go back up to the top, I guess. Okay. So you said that was like the pool in the middle, right? That went straight down. Mm-hmm. Is there a man-made thing in here? Like Aside from the steps which head down into this pool, no. There does not appear to be a single man-made object or item in this in this place. And the steps just go down to where I was. But Okay, so the steps don't head all the way down. There's a few steps heading down into the pool, and then it is open pool and walls of the, of the, the cavern heading down into the water. So it doesn't lead like a spiral all the no, way down. It does not. Or you want to just go in there? I don't think there's nothing really that can kill you. <laughs> so I mean, that's a plus. All the water. I can move the water. Not that much. Um, yeah, the ocean will continue to fill it. Yeah, because it's connected to the ocean down below. Plus, you would kill all the beautiful organisms which I just described inside the cave if you moved all the water up. Harder. Fuck them. Harder. <laughs> First uh, nice place you guys go to in town. I was like, fuck it, kill it all. Fuck it, kill it all. I'm all down. I'm done here. Yeah, I don't know. You want to you want to walk in and see for yourself? Yes. Yeah, yeah I mean. Okay, cool. Let's uh here in the let's, let's fade rooms. back into reality. Okay, so Dabbledub's eyes cease to be clouded over as he withdraws the magic for the arcane eye. Dabbledub, I'm going to hand you 1500 experience points for investigating Toll near Naeth oh. to its extent. Would you like to explain what you found to everyone, slightly? I I can sure. You found lamination <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of shrooms down there, boys. We could have a lot of fun. <laughs> Do the lights simmer? Do they simmer? I shake them. Are there blue balls? Tell me. <laughs> so uh, can't ask those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Went in there, saw a lot of bioluminescence. When I was telling you about the shimmering light, Ooh. there wasn't anything really that stood out. Uh, There's kind of light everywhere. The tunnel itself isn't that far in, but once you get there, it's just kind of this wide, expansive little place with a whole bunch of life. And then there's a pool in the middle. Stairs lead down it, but not all the way. It's full of water. Didn't see anything that caught my eye, but uh, we can go check it out for ourselves too. 
if you'd Cut like. your eye. I get it. Ah, got him. <laughs> Plus 150 experience points, Tyson McKay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about it. Nothing looked like it could kill us, so I think we're home free. You gotta stop saying that. <laughs> nah, man. Nothing's gonna kill us. We're you fine. Stop saying that. We're fine. It's like, it's like a baseball announcer in the, in the ninth inning being like. Oh yeah, he's almost got a no hitter. Almost. Sure enough, Nets batter. <laughs> Ding. There's a hit. <laughs> Ding. Thanks for jinxing it, buddy. Baseball? I think you mean Ramuski ball, dude. Yeah. Oh, I lost another 200 experience points. <laughs> test okay, absolutely crushing these end of game no, references. Don't, don't give them that. I absolutely oh. did not mean Ramuski ball. It's a shit game for shit people. <laughs> wow. Oh, right. At least we have culture. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Plus 500 experience points, you know, 1,012. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an absolute blast bringing you this latest episode of the Dicey D20. Our adventurers killed the flying horror atop of Tall Ground, recovered the second artifact, the rock that shattered the moon, and now they are at Tol Nirneith, subterranean exploration by Dabaldabdapit for a fantastic amount of XP, and learning about the environment to which our adventurers are going to delve. Thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. Be sure to check out Die Hard Dice at dieharddice.com, as well as Elderwood Academy to see the very cool tabletop and D&D related products that both of those companies have, whether it's metal or poly sets of dice, trays, as well as decks, hex boxes. So that is it for me, friends. Thank you so much for listening. Whether it was morning, evening, noon, or night, I'd just like to say thank you so much for listening to the Dice CD20, and we will see you next time. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Bye. What if they're Boy Scouts watching? They're all Girl Scouts. Oh, God, it's 2020. (laughs) The future is now.